Welcome back, everyone. This is the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Scott, with your average everyday Chiefs talk. Rich, unfortunately, wasn't able to join this time with his busy schedule this week. All of our episodes are available on all major podcast platforms. Just to look or search for the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast, as well as you can search for us on various social media pages, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, so the Chiefs are coming off of their Week 12 bye week um, after they had been on a roll winning four uh, games straight, um, putting them in first place in the AFC West at 7-4 and four, um, with the rest of the teams in the AFC West currently sitting uh, at 6-5, and five, all tied for the second place um, in our division. So um, our opponent actually coming up this week for Week 13 is the Denver Broncos. Um, who we would have at Arrowhead for Sunday night football. Uh, just in case you guys were unaware, that normally was a, or originally, I'm sorry, was a afternoon game that was bumped um, to prime time for Sunday night. Um, so that is going to be a marquee matchup that, uh, of course, everyone's going to be looking forward to it being a uh, rivalry between the two teams. Um, so we will just jump right into the numbers between uh, each of the teams. So starting out, um, obviously for the Chiefs, um, you know our leading pass uh, uh, passing yards is obviously, of course, Patrick Mahomes with thirty two hundred yards, um, twenty five touchdowns, and eleven interceptions on the year. And for the Denver Broncos, their leading passer is Teddy Bridgewater with twenty five hundred eighteen yards, um, with fifteen touchdowns and five interceptions on the year. Uh, as far as the running game, um, our leading rusher is still Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 367 yards on the ground. Um, he has actually uh, one touchdown the year. Uh, Darrell Williams is right there behind him with 358 yards for the year with four touchdowns. And for the Denver Broncos, their leading rusher is uh, Melvin Gordon with 605 yards on the year, and he has uh, five touchdowns for the season. As far as the wide receivers in this game, um, of course, our uh, leading receiving receiver is still Tyreek Hill at 932 yards um, for the year. Um, and he has eight touchdowns on the season as well with Travis Kelsey um, are tied in at 821 yards on the year with five touchdowns. As far as on the Denver Broncos, their leading receiver is Cortland Sutton. He has 634 yards on the season with two touchdowns with Tim Patrick, the second uh, best receiver they have on their team. Um, he has 549 yards on the year with four touchdowns. And on the defensive front, our leading tackler um, for the Chiefs is, of course, Nick Bolton, the rookie, um, playing extremely well, of course, all year long. He has 79 tackles on the year. Um, and actually, the second uh, person after him is Steed with 58 tackles. So you can tell how much he is dominating on our defensive front. Um, and for the Denver Broncos, their leader tackle uh, tackler of the team is Kareem Jackson with 66 on the year. And it looks like Justin Simmons uh, is rounding off them with 56 tackles for the second. Uh, they're both, both playing safeties um, on their team. So um, that is... The individual stats between both teams, I will go in here real quick as far as the team rankings on offense and defense. 
So on offense, the Chiefs are actually tied with Tampa Bay as the number one offense in the league. And the Denver Broncos are actually ranked number 18 um, offense so far this year. As far as on the defensive front, um, we are actually ranked number 10 on the year now. So quite frankly, obviously, you'd seen how the beginning of the year started and um, obviously wasn't looking good. But as of the last five weeks, or actually, I would say definitely last four weeks, uh, but you could definitely see uh, improvements, at least in the last um, five weeks or so, um, have jumped up to being number 10 overall in the league. And the Broncos are actually rated number three um, as far as defensive ranking on this season. So um, with that being said, um, those are all of your rankings and statistics for both teams heading into this game. Now I will give you guys the injury report going in for this game. All right, so as far as your Week 13 injury report between both teams, it looks like um, as far as the Chiefs are concerned, um, Richard Fenton, one of our cornerbacks, is out for the game. Uh, he had a knee injury that he injured um, in that last game uh, we had against the Cowboys. I think it was in the I think it was in the third quarter, but if I can't remember correctly, but uh, didn't look pretty good. But the good news was coming out of that game um, later on from news from that saying that it wasn't too serious. Um, but he is going to miss this game against the Broncos. So we'll have to keep an eye out and see how long he might be out for since he did not practice at all this week. Uh, the second guy we do have, don't have this week as well is, um, Lucas Nang, who is, uh, Nyang, who is the starting right tackle or has been at least, um, for most of the season until Mike Rimmers took over his spot and then he got hurt as well. But, um, Lucas Nyang had been hurt for, I want to say for the last few games, um, and we were hoping that after the bye with that ribs injury, he'd be able to come back and play. But it looks like he will be out. Um, so we'll look forward to having Andrew Wiley being that starting right tackle. Um, as you'd seen the last two games, he had been filling in that role. So those are your two guys that are out for the Chiefs. Uh, there is one uh, questionable here for the Chiefs, which is Clyde edwards Lair. Looks like he came down with an illness, what they said on Friday. Um, no indication about if he's going to play or not. I have a feeling if it's something that's just a, you know, maybe a small illness or whatnot, he's going to play. Um, but I haven't heard anything as far as COVID related or anything. So look for him to probably still play on Sunday. Um, and for the Denver Broncos, uh, the only person they have that are either out or doubtful is they have Melvin Gordon, their starting running back, who has a shoulder or hip injury. He did not practice all week and is listed as doubtful. Um, I expect him probably to not end up playing this game, um, which is actually good for the Chiefs because Melvin Gordon uh, in the past has had his games um, against Chiefs in a pretty good way. Um, outside of that, they have a bunch of questionable players on their team. Uh, most notable, uh, pretty much their whole offensive line. Um, outside, outside of their center, um, if I'm not mistaken, all these guys that I have here listed questionable is their starting left tackle left guard, right guard, and right tackle. So their whole offensive line basically is pretty uh, dinged up right now. So, um, you know, that could be a very um, interesting thing for the Chiefs. Um, obviously, their offensive line being hurt this week. So that's going to be interesting if, you know, any of these one of these guys do play or don't play. 
that's something to look forward to. But um, yeah, judging off their injury list, like I said, mostly it's just pretty much their offensive line is dinged up um, and Melvin Gordon not, uh, probably not going to play this game. Uh, interesting point, too, as well, um, on top of the uh, Chiefs um, injuries is Kyle Long, who was on the pub list, the PUP list, um, to start the season. He has been activated to the 53-man roster. And uh, Jarek McKinnon, who got a hamstring injury in that Cowboys game, and also uh, Kalen Saunders, who had a knee injury, uh, those two players have both been placed on injury reserve for the season. Um, so obviously Kyle Long is now on the active roster and McKinnon and Saunders are both on IR that leaves an open roster spot, uh, which the chiefs have not announced yet. At least I haven't seen anything yet as far as who is going to be on the main roster. So we could see, um, is what I'm thinking, but you know, who knows what happens is we could see the return of Joshua, uh, Kando, who was a rookie defensive end from Florida state who we drafted in the fourth round. Um, this year in the draft, and he was actually placed on IR with an ankle injury after the week four game. But uh, they've been looking to see if you know he might come back and maybe he might take that last um, available roster spot on the team. So those are those are pretty much your injury recap um, and things is going on as far as moves on the um, Chiefs roster. Real quick tab bit on Kyle Long. Obviously, he is normally a guard. Um, he played with the Bears in the past. Um, he got hurt in the uh, training camp area, so he hasn't actually played um, an actual game this year. But he can play tackle as well. He did play all 16 games with the Chicago Bears in 2015, and he was an actual Pro Bowl that year as well. So he can play tackle as well. So look for, um, you know, if say say if something would happen with Andrew Wiley or um, anyone else on the offensive line, he can play guard and tackle. So um, that's good to have him back on the team uh, for our offensive line. Uh, especially we still have, like I said, Mike Rimmers is on IR and uh, Lucas Niang is out again this week. So there's your, like I said, injury recap and uh, movement on the Chiefs roster front. So I guess let's kind of get into a little bit of uh, the Broncos' performance to date. Um, you know, obviously they start off the year at 3-0. and now, the teams that they played, obviously, uh, week one was the Giants. Uh, week two, they played Jacksonville. And uh, week three, they played the Jets. So they start off the season with three easy opponents. Um, and, you know, to win those pretty handily and go 3-0, and you know, people are thinking, like, oh, the Broncos are actually pretty good this year. Well, at that point, they hadn't really played anybody. Um, you know, going into week four, they end up playing uh, the Ravens, and they that wasn't even a close game. They lost that game. Uh, then they end up losing to the Steelers, then the Raiders, and then the Browns, um, losing four straight. Uh, but now they've won three out of their last four games, uh, including beating the Chargers last week at home, um, getting them, like I said, back in the AFC West race and uh, tying with them on record-wise and the Raiders at 6-5 and five on the season. So their season has been... Um, it's been a little bit of up and down. Uh, obviously, their defense, as I mentioned earlier, they're ranked number three um, overall, has been playing uh, awesome this year. Um, the only thing is, like they uh, they just they've they've kind of struggled a lot on their looks like on their third down conversions on defensive side. But outside of that, I mean, they're pretty much almost in every 
in every single defensive category, they're almost, um, if not mistaken, top 15 or top 20. Um, all So they're, I mean, they obviously are a really good um, defensive team. Uh, I believe actually, um, as far as even in points, um, they are top five as well, allowing points um, from most of the games um, this year. I'm not sure if that one might be accurate, though, because some of the scores I've seen on their schedule. But, um, but yeah, they, they are definitely uh, one of the top defensive teams this year. So uh, on that front, they have been playing extremely well. Um, as far as on their quarterback front, obviously Drew Locke was their quarterback before the season, and then they got uh, Teddy Bridgewater from the Panthers this year. And uh, I would say Brid- Bridgewater hasn't played – um, you know, probably I wouldn't say great. Uh, he hasn't played bad. I'd say he's probably in there as one of the average quarterbacks this year. Is he's getting some wins for the team? Um, you know, and obviously they got the uh, backfield with Melvin Gordon and um, Javante um, Williams, who's been uh, playing pretty well too as well. So they've been having the, that two running back system that they pretty much always normally have a lot of running backs. I mean, the Broncos have had good running backs, or at least solid running backs since. Terrell Davis, so it's all they always seem to have uh, either one or two uh, really good backs on their team. But overall, like I said, their um, their team is at six and five. Uh, it's pretty much, and that record kind of shows, I would say, probably right where they probably are. I mean, that that probably is an accurate description of where they should be right now this year, uh, just judging off the schedule and um, how the games have played. Like I said, obviously their defense is probably outshine their offense uh, by a little bit. But um, going into this game versus them, obviously we have a uh, a real uh, history with them. Obviously, being not only in our division, but just you know battling, um, you know, especially late in the '90s, early 2000s, and uh, it just it's always been a really good rival between us and the Broncos, just as much as the Raiders. Um, but interesting fact that I wanted to point out, and someone pointed out there today, I thought it was kind of. Is kind of hilarious in, in one way or another, but um, obviously the Broncos hasn't beat us in 2,270 days. Now, what game was that? It was on September 17th, 2015 um, at Arrowhead. And uh, obviously I remember it because I was at the game, but the Broncos ended up winning 31-24 off of um, – Jamal Charles, who fumbled the ball with 27 seconds left in the game. Um, and they, and I think it was Brandon Roby, I want to say, uh, picked up the fumble and ran in for the touchdown there with that little time left in the game. It was pretty heartbreaking to lose that because it was 24-24. Um, we were, like I said, pretty much deep in our territory, and it was one of those games you're just like, ah, why, you know, that ha-, but it just happens, right? I mean, at that point, I think we, were, we weren't really trying to – uh, you know, go for it all at that point. Um, but we were just trying to maybe get something going before possibly going to overtime. I just remember feeling that out. Oh, we should just probably kneeled it when overtime took our chances. But I think we tried to do a little bit something to get something going and get a field goal maybe to win the game. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. But yes, that was the last time the Broncos did beat us was back in September 17, 2015. So um, obviously, that is like, I don't know, six years, two months. Uh, was it 17 days? No one's really counting, right? Um, but something like that. Um, and at that time, Jeremy Macklin was the Chiefs' leading receiver. Um, Obama was still president. And um, uh, I guess the Star Wars, The Force Awakenings was like the big movie that everybody was waiting for during that time. So a little bit of time, time, uh, what do you say, 
time machine or a time lapse there to kind of give you guys a little bit of information um, going on on the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs. So it's been a while. Um, but uh, let's not, uh, you know, hopefully I'm not putting a jinx on that, anything like that. Just kind of thought it was an interesting fact. But uh, yeah. definitely a long time for the Broncos for sure. Um, so as far as our keys to the game, or at least um, obviously I didn't get to have um, Rich's comments on you know what he thought his keys to the game is, but uh, as far as my keys to the game on the offense, um, I feel like it's more of we just kind of continue to mix up uh, the run and pass options that we've been having. Um, you know, continue to kind of control the clock. I think controlling the clock in this game uh, and running the ball as much as possible uh, is really going to benefit us. I think as far as you know, coming away with a win against that uh, really good Broncos defense. Um, the Broncos are going to obviously still try to take away that deep ball, just like every other defense has this year. So Mahomes doesn't have those quick throw, you know, those quick deep throws for touchdowns. Um, and then just, you know, obviously they'll be keying on all probably our, um, you know, short passes as well, just because um, we've seen that we've done a lot better with that recently. So they probably have been scheming for not only playing, you know, two safeties over the top to make sure we're not getting beat, but also, you know, probably more keying in on over the middle passes or maybe some short passes that we've had. Um, you know, especially we've gotten Daryl Williams into that short passing game recently. Uh, even, you know, now with Clyde Edwards Hilaire back, we've gotten him a little bit to the passing game as well. But um, you know, what interesting to see if Denver will actually um start keying on some of them short passes that we've been successful with in recent games as well. Uh, but like, but overall, like I said, uh, as far as offense on the key of the game is definitely um, consistent running the ball. Um, obviously, like I said mixing up that pass and run and, um, you know, control the clock. That's pretty much, I think, is our main focus on, um, on for this week uh, as far as against that Broncos defense. Now, as far as on the flip side of that, uh, keys to our, you know, defense, what I think is – Kind of what I just said a little bit ago as far as on the uh, injury report for the Broncos, make sure they have most of their whole starting offensive line questionable. So we'll see if any of those play. But if they're uh, as banged up as it looks as far as on the injury report and everything, my key of the game, and I wrote this down, is pressure, pressure, pressure. What I mean by that is I mean by just constantly getting after Teddy Bridgewater. And I think I mentioned this actually in – um our Chiefs chat that we have going on during the week is that um, I could see the Chiefs getting like four or five sacks this game if their offensive line is just banged up. I said I'm not really sure as far as how good their depth is on their offensive line, but um, you know I can I could predict I would say hopefully maybe four or five sacks in this game um, for our defense and um, you know maybe cause some turnovers too with uh, you know getting after Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know creating them sacks and um, you know, maybe cause some turnovers while he's under pressure. But uh, I think that's the key this week is just getting after the quarterback um, in Teddy Bridgewater and, um, you know, coming away with that victory at home at Arrowhead. So with that being said, uh, kind of bring it down to the last uh, tad bit here of this episode, um, which is our game prediction. Um, and key and interesting thing um that I have is uh, us playing at home, especially towards, I think, uh, towards the end of the year, starting in December months and all that. 
you start playing obviously in the colder weather games. Um, you don't sometimes you don't know what to expect to be out there. It could be um, snowing out there or just like really cold or maybe cold and rainy or all that. But um, you know, Chiefs in prime time for the most part at home. Um, late in the year, it seems like they tend they tend to do better um, as of late. So we'll see. But um, you know, we have and I don't know if anybody's seen it in the news, but obviously uh, Jared Allen, who's a former Chiefs defensive end. Um, will be the honorary um, guy who's banging the drum and, or sorry, the drum uh, that we have before kickoff. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I enjoyed when he was in Kansas City. Um, you know, played defensive end for us for numerous of years uh, before uh, finishing out his career, uh, Minnesota, and I believe, if I'm not correct, who actually other teams that he had, but. Uh, Minnesota, sorry, Minnesota, the Bears, and he also played a season with the Panthers. Uh, but uh, he's also um, in the 100 sacks club because he actually had 136 sacks on his career. But it would be kind of cool to see him back. I think he came back uh, shortly after his career was over, I believe, and he did, and he was the honorary member of the um, uh, – as far as like the drum honorary member for one of the games when he first retired – but it's kind of cool to see him back again because I think the Chiefs have really seen him around um, lately. And he's actually a candidate for uh, the Hall of Fame right now, which I think if he were to get into the Hall of Fame, I don't think that he would be um, in as a Chief. Um, I think he would probably more so be in as a Viking. But um, uh, we'll see how that goes because he played there for five years and only played here for about – or sorry, he played there for um, close to six years and he played here for about four years. So – um, we'll see about that. But that's kind of exciting to see him come back. So ultimately, after all that talk that I kind of just had, um, my game prediction um, for this game, and I kind of thought about a little bit more into this one as well, just because uh, it being at night and being on Sunday night football and it's the Broncos and the Chiefs and the you know, rivals, they always play close enough um, to each other. But I went with Chiefs 27, Broncos 20. I just think at the end of the day, um, you know, the Chiefs defense is going to be continuing to play better as it has been um, with those last four wins they had. Um, and I hope to see a little bit more from the offense in this game. Um, you know, maybe I, you know, I, I had on our midseason recap, I talked about how disappointed I am as far as how Josh Gordon hasn't really done much for us. So hopefully, you know, he actually maybe gets more targets. We'll see. I mean, it's it's not something that, uh, you, you know, we might see yet. But I'm thinking after the bye week, hopefully he'll start being involved more into the offense. So, But I went with Chiefs 27, Broncos 20. Uh, like I said, it still be kind of sort of a close game. But I do think uh, the Chiefs will ultimately pick up the win on this game and look forward to another home game against the Raiders uh, coming up the following weekend. So, we will see um, what is going on with that. I actually will be there for the game this Sunday, so actually looking pretty forward to another primetime uh, home game too as well. So uh, with that being said, that's actually all I have for today's edition of the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast. Uh, just check back after the weekend for our breakdown on our thoughts. Um, Rich should be back um, for that um, for that uh, for our thoughts on that Sunday night. Uh, week 13 matchup against the Denver Broncos. So thanks again for everyone listening. Don't forget to follow our podcast and go Chiefs.